Hey, it's Jen Garrett here, and welcome to the Move the Ball podcast. I've helped thousands of people to develop their own personal game plan to achieve that next level of greatness. Now, I'm on a mission to help you utilize the same tools and strategies of professional athletes, Fortune 500 executives, and successful entrepreneurs to elevate your hustle and get you across your goal line. So get ready. It's your time to move the ball. Hey, everyone. Jen Garrett here. It's so great to be back with you on another episode of Move the Ball. This episode is part of my special Path to the Draft series where I'm having conversations with NFL draft prospects on their path to the draft. So today, inside the huddle with us and ready to share his story and talk about his path to the draft is Daniel Crawford. Daniel is a tight end who played college football at Northern Illinois University. And during the 2020 season, Daniel played in six games, posting 21 receptions for 183 yards and one touchdown. In 2019, Daniel ranked second on the team with 37 receptions and third with 443 receiving yards. Daniel, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's awesome to be here. Well, I appreciate you being here with us today. So let's kick off our conversation with you just telling us more about your story. How did you get into football? So I got into football actually after I moved from the Netherlands. So over there, overseas, soccer is a very big thing. And football isn't really, you know, big over there. So I played soccer for a long time. Then I came to the States and, you know, soccer wasn't, it wasn't very popular here. Not a lot of people were as good as they were overseas. So I got into football. And that just started to take off. It took its toll. I played offensive line and defensive line. And it just I just had a lot of fun with it because I was pretty athletic. I could move. And I also was bigger than a lot of the kids. So I just had a lot of fun playing that. And that's how I started. You know, I've pretty much been playing since I was, i say, eight years old. And what was it that really excited you about the game? I think it was just more so being a part of a team and being able to like accomplish something, you know, in soccer, it's it's fun. You know, it wasn't, it's not as individual, but it is individual. And with football, you literally need every single person on that team in order to win. And I think that was more so what made me like it a lot because it wasn't individual. Like, yeah, you could have a good game, but even if you had a good game, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, going to be the end all be all. So if the whole team was playing good, it kind of made winning, it made winning feel better because you knew everybody had something to do with that win. Sure. Absolutely. Football definitely is a team sport and everybody has to, to do their part to be able to win. So you mentioned that you played offensive linemen and defensive linemen, but in high school, you, you, you played that and then you switched over to tight end. Talk to us about what that transition was like for you and what did you do to excel at this new position? So in high school, my freshman and sophomore year, I played offensive line and going into, I think it was my junior year, they tried to keep me at offensive line, but I was very good at basketball and things like that. So I kind of told them like, hey, look, if you guys want to keep me at offensive line, you know, I might end up just saying I'll stick to basketball. And they said, okay, well, how about we do this? Let's try you a tight end. And they tried me at tight end. And ever since then, it was pretty much, you know, over with. I, I was pretty good at it. I had nice soft hands and things like that. So I played tight end at the end of my sophomore year, all the way through my senior year in high school. And I never played all line again. <laughs> and we know that great athletes on the field, great leaders in life, they are always focusing on continual improvement. So share with us as you're getting ready for the NFL draft, what are you currently working on improving? And has there been someone that in your life that's really pushed you to continually be better? Yeah, so I'd say my father and my mother and also my daughter have been pushing me to be great, you know, this during this time period. And they've just been trying to keep me locked in and just making sure that 
I don't have any any doubt when it comes to the end of this. And I know I gave my all. And right now, I've just been training up here in Marquette. I've been focusing on my speed, my strength. I've been getting stronger. And I've also been trying to cut my body fat down and just make sure I look the part when it comes to those those things like that. So I've been eating really good, you know, training good, conditioning well, and just making sure I'm fast and being able to move as well as being strong. Sounds great. Cutting body fat down is something I need to work on too. <laughs> as we as we stay home because of this COVID, it gets harder to to do that with gyms not being open. And I'm in California at the moment, and uh, everything's locked down here. So that's something sure. that I need to to work on. So tell us a little bit more about you. How would your friends describe you? I think they would say I'm a funny guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm serious, but I play a little bit. You know, so I'm a funny serious like. Sometimes people can't tell when I'm joking or not, you know, because I just I'm so I keep a straight face when I'm telling a joke just to see how people react and things like that. But, uh, you know, I'm I, I'm very loyal, you know, when it comes to that, like I, people who take care of me, I take care of them. And I also try to make sure I spread love to people and everybody like that. And that's probably a part of the reason why I play so much, you know, because I just like to see, you know, everybody smile and things like that. So I'm a very funny guy. I like to mess around a little bit, but when it's time to get going, time to be serious, I'm also serious in that regard. So people have a tough time distinguishing when I'm playing and when I'm not, because, you know, I'm just such an outgoing and funny guy, but when it's time to work, it's time to work. Got it. And in my book, Move the Ball, I talk about a lot of lessons that football taught me and that I share with people on how they can learn and grow and be successful. What has football done for you? Can you share with us some lessons that you've learned from the game that you're applying outside of football to be successful? So one of the biggest things, two of the biggest things that football has taught me is how to be mentally strong and how to control the things that you can control. So as far as mental strength goes, those film sessions after a game, they're always tough because a lot of people don't like to address their mistakes or the things that they did wrong. And when a coach is, you know, telling you what you did wrong or how you could have did something better, it's not necessarily them being mad at you or them being upset. I mean, sometimes they might be upset, but, you know, it's not necessarily them trying to get on you or tell you how bad of a player you are, but it's just them telling you, hey, I know what type of player you are. I know you could have done better than this and don't take it personal, but, you know, this is just what you need to do to become a better football player. And you have to have a little bit of a mental toughness to be able to get through that, you know, because some people take things a little bit too personal and they make they regard their coaches scolding them as to them just not liking them or things like that. So you have to have a bit of a mental strength. And that's took me through a lot of things. You know, I'm very calm when people may do something that I don't like or things like that, because I understand that, you know, it's, it's different situations and you never know. And as far as, you know, everything else is just taught me to just keep persevering and things like that. Gotcha. That's great. So one of the things I, I want to talk to you about is in 2018, you tore your ACL. So talk to us about what was it like dealing with an injury like that and the recovery process? So yeah, again, with mental toughness, my, a lot of my recovery was more mental than it was physical. You know, your body is known to heal itself. It'll heal itself no matter what. But if you have a strong mind, usually that will help your body heal itself much faster and much in, in a better way. So throughout that process, it was tough because I I never really missed any football time and any football playing time because I couldn't play. If I did miss, it was because of some other reason. But, you know, having to watch people practice, having to watch people do things like that, it, it made me love the game even more because I, I got to sit back and look at it from a different perspective. And it made me want to get on the field. Like I, I wanted to practice, you know, much more than I ever had before because it was taken away from me. So. I had to, you know, learn to 
just stay strong and stay tough and not get down on myself because I couldn't play. And that mental part of it was huge for me because it helped me not shut down at all. And I continued to learn about the game. I was a leader in different types of ways, even when I couldn't play. And it just helped me become an overall better person in general because, you know, I couldn't play football. And that was a big, 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 big injury in my life. And that's probably the, it was the biggest injury I've ever had in my life. And it taught me how to be better. It taught me how to treat people better, you know, how to treat myself better. It helped me with my diet. It helped me with little things like that, you know, as far as working out, doing prehab, you know, staying in the training room more than usual because that prevents any further injury and things like that. So I learned a lot about my body. I learned a lot about the human body and I learned a lot about how to lead. And I'd say that was the biggest part of my injury and how I got through it was just looking at the positives of things and staying mentally tough. Well, I love that because you find some people, they play the victim and they have this victim mentality about, oh, well, this sucks. Why me? Instead of looking at it like, okay, what can I, what can I do to adapt and learn and grow and make the most of this experience versus just being a victim and having a pity party? Exactly. So as human beings, we all make mistakes and missteps in life. We all drop the ball or fumble the ball. Can you tell us about a time where you fumbled the ball or didn't do something? And how did you pick yourself up and keep going? That can be either on the field or off the field. Yeah, so I'd say I dropped the ball a couple of times, you know, as far as practice and things like that. And a part of being mentally strong, you can't get down on yourself about that. But I'd say one major element of my life was probably I, I, I majored in computer science. So it was some hard classes I took. And I usually was very, very, very good in school academically. I mean, I've never failed a class, never had anything close to a D. And I think towards like the end of the semester, I was getting, my grade was getting pretty low. I had like a C or a D. And that took a little toll on me because I didn't know how to, you know, prepare. I not necessarily didn't know how to prepare for that, but I've never had a bad grade before. So I had to take it up another level and take it up another notch. And so I could at least pass the class and things like that. And I had to study harder. I had to actually, I got a tutor for it, you know, just little things like that. I almost dropped the fall in that class, you know, and that would have been a, a big deal because I like to, I like to graduate on time and I w wanted to work to get my master's and that class was important into those steps. So if I didn't, you know, take the extra steps and take the time to figure out what I could do instead of just saying, Hey, this class is hard. I mean, it is what it is. I tried to, I, 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 I linked up with other peers. I linked up with my, my, uh, student advisors, my teacher advisors. I, talk to my teachers and let them know like, Hey, like this, I, I'm not just, you know, screwing off. Like I really, I'm trying here. It's just a hard class. So I any, is there anything I could do to like possibly get my grade up or what, what do I need to specifically focus on to get ready for this final exam? So I almost, I almost did very bad in that class, but towards like the last four or three weeks, I was able to turn it around and I got a pretty good grade. I think I finished with like a C or a B. Oh, well, that's awesome. And I know that computer science is a very rigorous program. I have two engineering degrees, had to take some computer science classes along the way. And so I can truly appreciate the magnitude and the, the challenge of those types of courses. And you also got your master's in digital marketing. So talk to us about what when you think about beyond football, what do you want to do from a career standpoint? So um, a lot of people in my family, they they are very talented as far as not necessarily on the field as well, but definitely technologically. So my brother, he plays video games, he streams, he edits videos, he creates videos, he does a lot of content creating and things like that. And he also is going to Northern Illinois to play football. So he's 
he's very talented in those regards. And I chose digital marketing in order to be able to combine my knowledge with the business enterprise and also be able to market people because everything, as we, as you can see now, we're on Zoom. Everything is going digital nowadays. So I kind of wanted to figure out a way to market people as well as, you know, having that business mindset and being able to understand like, hey, a lot of businesses, corporations and things like that are going global. They're going they're going, they're becoming global now because everything is, you know, online and they need ways to be able to reach their different target markets and certain people across the globe. And I think those people that will help businesses integrate into other communities and things like that, they're going to need those type of people. And those are the type of people that I want to be. I want to work with those type of people and things like that. So I decided to choose digital marketing to get a little bit of an understanding on what it is that they do and how to be able to market to people digitally and not just face-to-face. Love it. And you're absolutely right. That's where the future is heading. We're already there now, but it's going to continue to go in that direction. So what I want to do now is just do some fun questions to end the show as part of my two-minute drill. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. (laughs) All right, here we go. Outside of football, what do you like to do? I love to play video games. I like to play Fortnite, you know, when I can, when I have the opportunity, when I'm not training. Definitely love to play Fortnite. Okay. Uh, Who is your favorite professional sports team? And it doesn't have to be football. Probably the Brooklyn Nets because Kyrie is one of my favorite players. Got it. Okay. How about what's your favorite movie? Kill Bill. Oh, okay. That's an older (laughs) movie. (laughs) I love Kill Bill. (laughs) Okay. How about what's your favorite food? Oh, that's a tough one. I'd say right now, turkey turkey. Okay. How about what's the best piece of advice that you've been given by a coach? To take things one day at a time and to never press. So never think you have to do something. Just be yourself at all times on the field. And usually if you're practicing hard, that'll just be great. Right. And I think that's so important too now, especially as we're going through this pandemic and all the uncertainty to, to live it one day at a time and just focus on each day. The next question that I have for you is, what is the best piece of advice that you would give someone? Best piece of advice that I would give somebody is to not compare and just to try and compete. You know, don't compare yourself to other people. Just compete with yourself every day. Try to be the best you. And as soon as you get to comparing your life to other people's lives, you're never going to be happy because it's always a little bit of something that you might want better. But the way to fix that is to just, you know, look at yourself and see what you can do better to create a life that you want. Absolutely. Those are some powerful and wise words. My last question is, you're hosting a dinner party and you can invite three famous people. Who would you pick and why? Samuel L. Jackson, because I think he's funny. Probably LeBron James, because I want to I want to pick his brain and see. I know he got a bunch of connects, so I definitely would want to pick his brain and see, see what he could you know do for me, what I could do for him. And the last person would be my mom because she's probably never met those people before. <laughs> nice. So as we wrap up today's show, tell people how can they follow you on your journey? So I have a Twitter account and that's at two eights, T-W-O-8-S. You can follow me on there. And I also have an Instagram account and that's at T-W-O-8-S. So you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm training at Advantage Advantage in Marquette, Michigan. It's right next to Northern Michigan University. And I'm with Dustin Brancho. So if you want to find him, you'll probably find me. And yeah, that's how you can follow me throughout this journey. You know, Ed and CJ, they'll also be able to go help me help you guys follow along with that as well. Yeah, so you can follow EMG Sports as well. We'll have all of those uh, links in the show notes so you can follow Daniel on his journey. And Daniel, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. 
I appreciate it. Yeah, I wish you much success in the draft in this next chapter. And thanks to everyone for listening to today's episode. And we will catch you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball, check out my website at www.getinsidethehuddle.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And also join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.